Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. How many, how many of you, let's be honest, you're going to wait till tomorrow about four o'clock and you're going to run to CVS and just try and find something really quick. Come on. Come on. There you go. Where are my fellas at? Come on. Real life. Real talk. Come on. We, 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 spare, we spare no one at no expense here. We, uh, we like to talk real life. And so uh, how many, you know, some, some people are just hard to buy for though. You know anybody like that? Man, they're just impossible to buy for. Uh, they have everything. You know, you're just like, well, what else could you possibly need uh, that, that, me buying you a gift could really do or mean anything. Uh, or maybe, maybe they're picky. They're so hard to buy for because they're picky. Anybody? Like, I don't know about you, but uh, our kids are picky when it comes to eating. Uh, and, you know, and they're like, they're like, ow, broccoli, or ow, asparagus. If it's green, they're like, ow. And so, uh, but, but people, sometimes people are hard to buy for because they are so picky. I mean, think about Jesus. Jesus owns it all, right? Everybody say all. all. Jesus owns it all. What, what is it that you could possibly give him? Like this season, we, we, we give gifts. It's tradition. It's kind of just a part of our lives that, that we give gifts. But think about giving a gift to Jesus. What, what is it that you could really even give him? What is the one gift, maybe we could ask it like this. What is the one gift Jesus wants from you that only you can give. What is the one gift that Jesus wants from you and from me that only we can give? And I believe it's this, it's your worship. Ever say, my worship. Come on, turn to somebody next to you and say, your worship. And so in Matthew uh, chapter two, here in the story that we've been talking over the last few weeks, says this, it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. These would be uh, kings or dignitaries uh, of the land. And so they came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to, everybody say with me, have come to worship him. <clears throat> you know, if you've ever seen a nativity scene, you see Mary and Joseph, you've got baby Jesus in, in a manger with some hay, uh, and, and you've got three wise men, right? And tradition tells us that there's, there's three wise men, but truthfully, we, we don't really know if there was really only three wise men. There, there could have been three, or there could have been 30. We just really don't know. Tradition tells us that they came from a far off land, uh, riding on camels and, and maybe even donkeys, but, but, but they could have walked. We just don't know 100%. But this is what we do know that they came from very difficult terrain for one thing and for one thing only. They came to worship the king of the Jews. You see, when we think about worship, we think about singing songs, don't we? 
Like when you, when you hear the word worship, you think about singing songs. Maybe if you grew up in a traditional setting uh, or you're a traditional person, uh, you're used to singing out of, out of a hymnal. Uh, maybe, maybe you five through 11s, you don't really know uh, what a hymnal is even or what it looks like, uh, but you may, how many of you remember singing out of a hymnal before, right? Uh, yeah, we, you, you sing verse one, two, skip verse three, hit verse four, and I don't know why verse three always gets left out like it's not important, uh, but, but you sing one, two, and four, in the chorus or whatever it may be, and uh, we sing it out of this book with pages, and they'd be like, turn with me to page 236 as we sing Amazing Grace, Amazing Grace, right? Or maybe you're not traditional, and, and you're more contemporary, or you're used to, you're, you're kind of in today's, you know, you're just living in today, and so when we sing worship, we have words like we did on the screen and stuff like that, but the biblical form of worship is so much more than singing. The Greek word for worship actually means, get this, to bow down or kneel, to fall flat, to do reverence, to adore, and to worship. These magi, they traveled a long way. And more than likely, they bowed down. When they, when they saw baby Jesus, more than likely they bowed down, they kneeled, maybe even fell flat to worship the Lord. If you're taking notes this morning, I want you to take down these three things. Three reasons to worship Jesus this Christmas. I would say three. I would say three reasons. First one is this. Three reasons to worship Jesus this Christmas is to worship Jesus for who he is. It says in Matthew, it says, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, God with us was kind of a strange saying. We may not think it to be strange today, but, but if you think about it, back in the day, if Matt, as Matthew is writing this, if he was speaking to a first century person or, or even a first century Christian, they would have thought this to be impossible. God with us. This is not possible. They could have labeled Matthew a heretic or a liar, that, that he was saying something that was impossible and untrue because they knew that you couldn't even see God, you couldn't even be in his pierced of his presence and still live. We read about Moses. They, they would know and have heard about Moses and this man that, that, was, that was wanting to see the presence of God and, and ask God, God, show me your glory. God, show me your presence. And they would have read where God said, no, you can't see me in the purest of form. You can't see me in all of my glory, but I'll place you in the cleft of a rock. And as I pass by, I'll let you get a glimpse of who I am. Priests, they would have read in the Old Testament, high priests would go into the Holy of Holies once a year and, and would pray and, and, and offer, offer uh, forgiveness and prayers for the people and, and, and they would tie a rope around their ankles. So as they went into the Holy of Holies, if there was sin, any sin in their life, they would instantly die in the presence of the Lord and somebody would have to pull them out. So this concept of God with us seemed Impossible. It seemed odd. But Matthew still said, 
Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And so we worship him for who he is. And you may ask, who is he? Who is this Jesus that you talk about? Well, I'm so glad that you asked The Bible says that he is the door, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that we would walk through this door and we would find salvation, we would find safety, that he is the gate, that as we walk through that, we shall find pasture, that he is the good shepherd, that he will leave the 99 and he will go after the one. He is the bread of life. He is the sustaining power. He is the thing that you and I need. He is the living water. He is the one who will quench your thirst. Well, you will never be be thirsty ever again. The Bible tells us that he is the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's been there in the beginning of creation, and he will be there for eternity. The Bible tells us that he is the lion of Judah, the lamb of God. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? Amen. I wish I had a church that was just a little bit excited about who Jesus is and what he's come to do this morning, God with us. So we worship him for who he is. And we worship, write this down, worship, we worship Jesus for what he has done. Second Timothy 1 verse nine says, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and his grace Let me just pause right there and let me just give you some freedom this morning. Let me just help you out this morning that there's nothing that you could ever do or say that can earn your way into heaven or earn your way for salvation. You're not good enough. I'm not good enough. We're walking this same life together, but it's because of the work that Jesus Christ did that he came down to earth to live a a holy life, a pure life, a perfect life, and he would die on a cross for us. And because of the work that Jesus did, we can have life. So it's not anything that we have done, but because of his own purpose and his grace, and this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We worship him for what he has done. You may say this morning that, that, well, God has never, or Jesus has never done anything for me. And and if you're here and you say that, I might would say or tell you this, that, that maybe you don't know him. Because it's one thing to know about Jesus. It's another thing to actually know Jesus. Like, like I, I know about J.J. Watt. Let's go. Come on. Six foot seven-ish 260, 70 pounds will like mess you up in, in three seconds. He'll do like a, like a quick move like that and he'll just mess you up. Like I know about J.J. Watt, but I know my wife, Kristen Pierce. Like there's a difference, right? Like, like we un, there's a difference there. Like I know about LeBron James, let's go. And so I know about James Harden. Like, like I, I know about these fellas, but, but no, but I know Enrique Sofuentes in the back. Come on now. Like, like, like I know Fabian Mondojano. Like, like, like I, know, I know them. Homies, 
I just don't know about them. I know them. And there's a difference about knowing about Jesus and then actually knowing Jesus. It's one thing to know about Jesus when, when it's your grandma's faith or your, or your daddy's faith or your mama's faith. But when it becomes real to you, when it becomes just, just a real living experience inside of you that, that once I was blind, but now I can see. I was lost. I was far from God. But man, can I tell you what Jesus has done for me? Come on, there's something different when it's something like that, when we worship him for what he has done, when it goes from being uh, just from a head knowledge to a revelation into our hearts for who he is. We worship him for what he has done. Write this down. Worship, we worship Jesus for what he will do. We worship him for what he will do. Not just for who he is, not just for what he has done, but we will worship Jesus for what he will do. Think about this. The Magi traveled a far distance to see a baby boy that hadn't done anything yet. Just to think, this might be the king of the Jews. They would praise him and they, they would bring gold and frankincense and myrrh and they would bring these gifts. What were they doing? They were worshiping him for what he might, could, and would do. And you can worship him the same way the Magi did. They were worshiping him, worshiping him by faith for what he will do. And growing up, we used to say it like this. We used to, we used to say, praise him in advance. Come on, maybe you grew up in church and, 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 and maybe more in a charismatic circle. And we, man, we, we would say, man, we got to just praise him in advance. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? Like, like we got to praise him for a good report. Like, like I know that I, maybe I'm sick or maybe I don't feel good and, and you're going to the doctor and you need a good report. God, I just praise you in advance for a good report. Come on, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. We're going to praise him in advance. I'm going to praise you, Lord, for this promotion that, that I'm due for. Lord, Lord I, I just pray that you would do, that you would make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm going to praise you, and if, I'm going to speak it into existence. I know that they want to only pay $15 an hour, but God, I need $20 an hour. So God, I praise you that, that that's going to happen, that you're going to help me provide for my family. God, I need some healing. God, I'm sick. God, I'm hurt. God, and I praise you that by your stripes I am healed. You're Jehovah Rapha. You're my healer. And so I just speak it into existence. And I thank you, God, that you're my healer. What are we doing? We're praising him in advance. And so we got to praise him like we've already received this thing. Come on, we got to praise him like it's going to be all right. Like, I know life isn't always rosy and cozy and just everything is all good, but we got to begin to be people of faith. If, we're gonna, if you're going to call yourself a Christian and maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian, we want to say we're glad you're here. We're glad you're, you're, you're honoring Jesus and honoring this holiday. But let me tell you, living your life for Jesus is the best way. It's the only way. And we want to give you that opportunity in just a minute. But praise him for everything that he's done. I love what Ephesians says. It says, now to him 
who was able to do immeasurably more. Everybody say more. Come on, say more. Where are my five through 11s at? Come on, say more. There you go. Come on, say it one more time like you're back in there, kids. Say more. There you go. More than all we can ask, think, imagine according to his power. I love this. According to his power that is working within who? In us, in you, and in me. Maybe you're here and you're like, man, my marriage is bad. And I don't, I don't even know, I don't even know if it can ever be good again. Like, like I don't know, but God, I know what your word says. It says that, that you can do more than I can ask or imagine. So, so I'm gonna love my wife as Christ loved the church. And uh, I'm gonna love my husband. And I, I'm gonna make sure that, hey, I'm committed to this thing and I'm gonna walk this thing out. Maybe your finances are upside down and, and, and every which way sideways and crazy. And so, so maybe, maybe you decide, you know what? Your word says that, that, that I can test you in this. I, I'm gonna start tithing. I'm gonna start giving. And I'm gonna see you because your word says to test you. And your word says in Ephesians that you'll do more than I can ever ask or imagine. Maybe it's somebody that you love and they're sick. Or maybe you're sick. And maybe you've been given a bad report. Maybe, maybe it's been tough. But can I tell you that you just begin to pray prayers of faith and continue to speak those things. The word of God is life and life more abundantly. And man, you and me, we need to speak those things into existence. There is power in our tongues. And so what do you do? What do you do when you're going through some things? What are you doing when you and Jesus are having a talk or a conversation? You worship him forward in faith. You praise him in advance. You may not see it in the moment, but you go ahead and praise him anyways and thank him for what he will do because we live by faith and not by sight. We worship Jesus for what he will do. And so in view of who Christ is, and what he has done, and what he will do, I bring him a gift. And everybody say this with me. I am the gift. Yeah, you are the gift. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. Worship. Why do we worship Jesus this Christmas? We worship Jesus for who he is, for what he has done and what he will do. In just a moment, we're gonna take communion, but first I wanna pray with you. God, I pray for your people. Lord, I pray for those here this morning. I pray that you would be a light into their life. Lord, I pray that they would focus on you this, this Christmas season. Lord, I pray through the, through the hustle and bustle, through the shopping and through the, the, the presents and the giving and all of that, God, let us make sure we press pause, take a deep breath and really, really remember and reflect on why we celebrate Christmas. 
Let us be reminded and let us worship you. Let us have hearts and attitudes and minds of worshiping you. God, I, I pray for those that maybe they're here. Maybe they're here and they don't know you. Maybe they're far from God. I pray today that they would come to a relationship with you. Thank you for joining us on the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at myhoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.